Now. Now. We're it now, now. Now. Everything that happens now is happening now. When will then be now? No, 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 no. No, wait, what? Why can't we go back? Go back to then. I can't. Why not? We missed it when? Just now. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. Soon. Sir, we've identified their location. Where? Somewhere in the sands of Vega. When? By high noon tomorrow, they will be our prisoners. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. Mr. Bombastic. Well, uh, Riley's back in the studio. I mean... The boy is back in town. I think... Well, you've only really been out of studio for a month. Yeah, thereabouts. Since last you were in studio. Since last I was in studio. And then it'll be... studio? I thought it was a basement. It's Those things are not mutually exclusive. Okay. Correct. Therefore, it is both a basement and a studio. Yes. A basement, a multi-use basement, among which is studio. Yeah. Not unlike, I'm sure, a lot of other podcasters. Some are fortunate enough to have their own studio, but alas. Like, like a studio studio. Well, yes. yes, like an actual studio, not the corner of... Uh, a table that used to be in a Newman Center library. Yeah. It is currently populated by With far too many monitors. From the and said far too many li- microphones. <laughs> from, uh, and monitors no, from really the said library. Really, it's just the right amount of microphones. You know, ex- I mean, you one have a one-to-one one ratio of microphones to people. I was exposed to a... Uh, or I was uh, introduced to the concept of... Uh, oh, what was the name of the microphone type? It was... Uh, well, the way it works... Condenser? No, it's not condenser. Cardioid? No. XLR? No, it was... Uh, it's a type of microphone that is set up in such a way to mimic the way your ears collect sound. Binaural? Binaural. Bi- binaural? Yeah, I think that's the, how... Yeah. The, the ear ones? The, yeah. The head, the head ones? I don't yeah. like those. I mean, they're nice until someone like leans to the left side of their microphone and you only hear it in one side of your stereo headphones. Yeah. But, but they, that that just bothers me. I feel like it's probably best for capturing ambient sound. Or if you want to do weird ASMR stuff with the... I mean, this ear in particular. Oh, yes. The, the binaural... It looks kind of funky. The one that looked the most funky was one where it was designed to look like a face and then mm-hmm. the microphone's on either side of it. So you, so you get the idea, like, if you're recording around it, it's about, yeah, ears. <laughs> I had a thought, but then it just didn't come out of my, there's a filter between my brain and my mouth that is a little too tight sometimes because the words just kind of get caught up in there. The ones you should and ought to say. But even then, it's just, the words I want to say and should say and can say get stuck in there sometimes too. Mm-hmm. It's uh Yeah. Perfect. I, yeah. 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 Well, how are we doing? Oh, good. Now that I'm done with all the school. I'm not I'm done there. Yes. I can, ap- nice. I can approve of being done with school. I've got a couple more finals to finish up this week. Um, but I've got one of my 
finals finished, so that's nice. Nice. My, my energy conversion, where the, you know, about motors and, and uh, generators and transformers and the like. All that good stuff. All the math involved with that and all the stuff. Cool stuff. Le mathématique. Le number. Le engineering. <laughs> engineering. <laughs> I don't. With a G-U-E at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that that's the actual French word for it. No, but it it's the headcanon French word for me. What is the French word for engineering? Well, let's see. Pull it up, Jamie. All right. Consult the oracle. Oracle has seen it in her visions. Uh, let's let's just do Google Translate. That's yeah. Uh, what we usually mean. Wait, crap! No, that's. We just type engineering. Uh, audibly selecting English as the language to translate from. Good grief! I should just use the auto select. Press the X button. Okay, that there. Now you can now <laughs> type the word engineering. This is great odd content for our audio. Audibly oh, looking at Google Translate. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, we were Ingenierie. That's that's not too that's far not, off. No, it isn't. Funny, but uh, yes, audibly reading word that audience can't see. Yes, that is Let's the point the, of reading aloud. It's audible. I don't know if you could hear that, but. Uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> like like those memes where it's like they'll put a person's name through Google Translate and it'll come out French and they throw a baguette on their hand <laughs> and there there's a Eiffel Tower in the background. It's like in the Skywalker, him holding a baguette and it's some French music in the background. Stupid, mm-hmm. but but hilarious. Silly. Mm-hmm. As all things should be. Really, <laughs> Stupid. everything. Well. All memes, anyway. Stupid, but hilarious. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, I had a thought, and now it's gone. You banished it. Good job. Yes. Indeed. It is forbidden. James is the thought destroyer. <laughs> yes, indeed. Be gone. Thought. I went far too long before I understood what that word meant. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or the abbreviation, or however it is called. The acronym that it is? Yes. And I was like, oh. I mean, fortunately, it was only, I only ever used it. Ironically. Ironically, and with specific people, and not just generally in the general. Yeah, no. Anyway. Don't want to thoughtlessly drop words around. No. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Yes. Um. Uh, wonderful weather we're having. <laughs> Actually, though, it's been it's, really nice. Yeah, it's been like 60s, and it'll be 60s and 70s I mean, all week. I'm normal. Could use a bit of rain. Well, yeah. you could use a spot of rain. He's a bit of a dry out. Of course, right you're now. not in uh, seminary, so there's, there's a... I mean, I am in you, seminary, right, but, but not, I'm not currently. at seminary. So basically what do you mean you're at seminary? I mean, <laughs> I'm at seminary. What store are you in? I'm in the seminary store. <laughs> Go to the next Why are you aisle. buying clothes at the seminary store? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> 
The point is uh, that I was trying to make is you're not in some foreign location from where we are, mm-hmm. so our weather experiences are not totally different. They are more equally linked. We can talk about the fact that I've been in almost Kentucky, and now that I've returned to the Northlands, 45 degrees or whatever it is outside this morning felt cold, and I was sad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, I've been wearing jeans, and I'm comfortable today. That's unprecedented when I actually lived here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Normally, yeah. I would just be, like, boiling in these kind of temperatures, but alas, I've grown soft in my grown in my time in the Sutherlands. In the Sutherlands. I guess, uh, shout out to other seminarians we know who graduated from uh, St. Gregory the Great. The, the venerable, Jasper. illustrious Rasparellar. Yes, in mm-hmm. he himself... Congratulations, sir, as you move on to uh, major seminary. And uh, who else do we know there? Oh, yes, Justin Radicke, also graduating, I believe. Uh-huh. So and, uh, Kevin Lorsung is about to be ordained. Yes. Congrats, oh, Kevin. Very, very soon. You're, um, if you're listening, and I know you are. We uh, can't use that bit. I know. It's someone else's bit. I know. Are they listening, though? That's the whole point. That's the bit. That's people who are very obviously not listening, mm-hmm. and you say, Condoleezza Rice, if you're listening, and I know you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, sure. So what podcast was he stealing that from? The, the Crunch. Crunch. Okay. If you were listening, which is which most certainly, certainly not, are not, but if, if you Ethan were. Ethan Patrick, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> forgive <laughs> us for using your bit. Uh but yes, monkey see, monkey hear, monkey, monkey hear, do. monkey audibly see, monkey audibly do. The second part of that is correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> audibly see. I mean, what what, what fashion, is hearing but seeing? <laughs> seeing you through your ears. <laughs> I mean, both are, rely on uh, vibrations, just of different sorts. It's a Good vibration. Yes. That brought your sound waves to me. I don't know. I mean, if if you're blind, like, feeling is the equivalent of seeing. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, that just reminded me. Oh, dear. One of my favorite vines ever was, like, <laughs> my, uh, this is my blind dog watching this action movie or something and it just shows <laughs> it just shows like it's it shows the tv and then it zooms out and the dog is like sitting but facing with the his back direction. to the tv <laughs> and i don't know what what it was about that particular one that just killed me but it was quite i i really appreciated that but mm. yes so uh praying morning prayer this morning oh yes this is quite good and uh i was using ibrevery mm-hmm. and the hymn they supplied for morning prayer had this lot had these lines in it till trump from east to west shall wake the dead in number <laughs> <coughs> and i just looked at that and immediately saw so much lowercase so t. much lowercase t of as course. in the shortening of trumpets like right? n- or, no. or something else or maybe as in like triumph sure over and against some other power. Yeah, that's like the only way I could see that. Like in context, even it's like, why did they use that word? 
but yeah, it's uh <laughs> because Anglicans. Yeah. Anglicans, man. Freaking Angles. Freaking Anglicans. But anyway, I have just like had meme ideas percolating in my mind all day. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna I'm gonna have to make one. I make tomorrow. memes, mom. <laughs> so it's like we were we had a family gathering this weekend and um my sister and her boys mm. came later in the <clears throat> afternoon and he logged into his school Google Drive on my mom's computer when nobody was paying attention and and then he pulled me over to show me all the memes that he is using making in his school Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else in the school Google Drive, just the memes that he has created. Mm-hmm. He's sort of getting there. Like I don't think he quite gets the point of like a punchline or context based memes or anything like that, but he has added text to pictures. Yes. It's mostly prequels stuff, too. Oh, oh yeah. Prequel, Pre- memes, prequel are memes are fantastic. They're pretty accessible for an 11-year-old such as himself. Who so. is into the Clone Wars and Star Wars and such. Yes. So, so that sounds about like the sort of thing he would do. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was like when he said that, too, it was like kind of a non sequitur, like... Like they were talking about something else, and it was like, I make memes, mom. It's like, <laughs> that's a very 11 You were year just old. waiting for an opportunity to express the fact that you make memes, weren't you? Yes. You've been waiting like for the perfect opportunity, and now and that- then you're like, ah, this one's good enough. <clears throat> waiting for the correct opportunity to express is a very good way of describing my nephew. <laughs> he <laughs> needs to talk to somebody about something at most hours of the day. Um, and sometimes that's you over an Alexa. Yeah. Well, now, well, they have like these uh, kids smartwatches that you can only call like a limited number of people, like your parents or, well, it's connected to my sister's phone so she can see his call history and whatnot. You know? Sure. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, he has a call list, so he'll like go down all the aunts and uncles on our side of the family to talk to you about stuff. Trouble is he usually calls like right as soon as he get off, he gets off school. So, but at which time I'm still working. So I don't often I answer. Won- I wonder if my brother is now on that list and if he has received a call from him. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> but, and usually when I do pick up, it's something about his Legos or a thing he's doing or a, um, business enterprise at school that his teachers shut down and he's not happy about, you know, you can't just use good behavior class bucks as a currency for a black market in, in you know, fourth grade. That doesn't really fly. But speaking of behavior and black markets and, and flying, and flying, we're the Palladian Papists. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Nathan. And I'm Riley. Today we are talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to get a little super serial this week. Yes. One day, three lads from North Dakota were bitten by a radioactive television. And with their powers combined, they are super serial. So, yes, this uh, this episode, I suppose, could be considered super in multiple senses. But we get super serious about serialized content. Yes. Well, let's write that down eventually. I'll write it down when I edit it. Uh, so, yes. Uh, those of you who are familiar with the MCU probably know the background of these characters. MCU being Marvel Cinematic Universe for those yeah. of you who are not familiar. Yes. And if you feel so brave, you can go back and listen to our 
early podcasts. Very early. Three of them podcasts. Yeah. Over which we attempted to cover like 20-something movies. That was before it's... James learned how to be concise with uh, well, his synopsis. You're implying that James I have learned to be concise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm much more concise with my writing than my speaking. Uh, anyway, so uh, this TV series is what? About six episodes? Like a mini series, more or mm-hmm. less. Uh, takes place not long after the events of uh, Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Uh, so these you have Sam Wilson, aka the Falcon, uh, is off. You know he still needs to make a living, so he's you know using his abilities in his wingsuit as like a contractor for the U.S. military, mm-hmm. doing special mi- missions and whatnot. So he's doing things like you know rescuing people who have been taken hostage in the air in this big wingsuit chase and it's all cool and stuff mm-hmm. uh so he's off doing that and uh um let's see the winter soldier or the white wolf or whatever uh, uh james bucky buchanan barnes yes james bucky buchanan barnes james bucky buchanan bucky buchanan barnes <laughs> bucky uh, for, <laughs> sure, for sure, as his friends call it. That's what we called him. Um, Bucky, James Barnes, uh, is trying to. He um, was. He had his uh, Winter Soldier super, uh, you know, secret uh, Hydra agent programming undone with the help of the Wakandans, but he's still trying to mentally come to terms with all the wrong he did, even though mm-hmm. it wasn't completely under his control. Kind of plagued by nightmares. Yeah. And- and doesn't feel any sense of closure about anything. So he's going to different people that he has wronged over the years one by one and uh, paying and uh, coming clean, opening up, uh, or like bringing people he helped into justice. Yeah, as a, uh, as in Hydra people. Mm-hmm. So that's where, that's where they their starting point is. Um, and he's also in court-mandated therapy, you know. Which he kind of despises yeah he doesn't you know like even though he needs it he doesn't like it uh so also if you recall at the end of endgame uh old captain america who spent his entire yeah old steve rogers who spent his entire life in an alternate timeline just living his life finally um bequeaths his shield to sam wilson the falcon Mm -hmm. um and so he has that at the beginning of the Steve series. Steve is gone. They don't say dead. They just say gone. We don't know where he is. He's just not here. And we kind of don't need to know. He maybe yeah. went back to the other timeline. Maybe he just... So the old just... Captain America is no more. And at the end of the uh, uh, Avengers Endgame, he gives his shield to mm-hmm. Sam Wilson's like, all right, you, this is yours now. You've earned it. You know, go be Captain America now. But now, you know, Sam is... He's like feels the really heavy weight of the symbol and the responsibility of bearing the shield, you know, you know, has big shoes to fill after, you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers. So he's like, you know, I wonder if the shield wouldn't be better used as like a memory, you know, as a memento and a monument to the man, Steve Rogers as Captain America. Mm -hmm. So he gives it to the U S government to be placed in the museum. Uh, and then, uh, the U.S. government, though, is like, well, uh, we kind of need a Captain America because PR and, uh, you know, we want somebody to wear a spangly suit and go around punching people we don't like. So they pick this guy. Um, this, like, perfect soldier. 
John Walker. He's like won all the awards. He's done all the wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like perfect soldier, top candidate for being Captain America, according to the U.S. government, military mm-hmm. people. So he just is Captain America now. Yep, this is this is the new Captain America. He can walk the walk and talk the talk and yeah. show up on all the talk shows and say, hey, I'm Captain America. I'm going to punch some Flag Smashers now. Yeah. So as Nathan mentioned, the Flag Smashers, there's this organization, that's this, this movement of people who are basically terrorists. They dance around that, but they're basically terrorists in this series. But uh, so... In the blip, as it was called, during Endgame. You when know, Thanos snapped half the universe out of existence. And this lasted about five years, and so the world was starting to rebuild. And then when, when the Hulk snapped again to bring everyone back with the Infinity Stones, they just all of a sudden reappeared. The Iron Man? No, the Hulk brought everyone back in the Iron Man. Right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Snapped out, snapped uh, out Thanos. Yep. So... All these people are now back five years later. Some of them, ha- you know, there's new people living in their house. You know, there's, there's new a- people married to their wives, that sort of thing. Yeah, people are displaced, you know, because there's sort of a population reorganization based off of, you know. And so basically the UN has put together this coalition to help people repopulate and re- relocate and mm-hmm. such. And go back to their native countries. Because people yep. were refugees all over the place. They couldn't find work in their native lands and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the problem with this is that it's a very complex problem, and it's taking a while, and people are, you know, in are suffering, and there's poverty. And, and the people in power just kind of want to push things back into place so they can get some semblance of normalcy. Mm-hmm. So they're being a little hasty with things. Yep. And uh, so these there's this group of people who have started this movement called the Flag Smashers, and they just want to do away with the old borders and the old way of doing things. Mm. You know, so they can live. Their oft-repeated slogan is "One world, one, one people." people. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Why should we go back to the way things were before?" Wasn't um, it better when we could all live as a world mm-hmm. instead one of one like, human family, essentially? Yeah. So it sounds nice, and but then they blow people up. And that doesn't then sound that, nice. That's not very nice. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, uh, Sam, through his you know U.S. intelligence contact, is starting to learn about these people he's like hmm, we should probably take a look at that but meanwhile back at home you know he and his sister well his sister had taken over like the old family you know shrimp um catching business and that their parents left behind but she's having difficulty making ends meet and you know keeping the old family boat afloat and sam's like well come on let's let's try to get this sorted out you know and She's like, I don't know. You were off being a superhero, and now you come back and try and make everything right? Come Mm -hmm. on. Like, she loves him, but he's just like, come on, you can't just fix everything. So that's he's got some stuff going on at home. And after discovering, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, New Captain America and his sidekick Battlestar, which is his best friend, Lamar, you know, war Mm -hmm. buddy, uh, Bucky is all not happy that A, Sam gave up the shield. That B, Captain America is being treated like a disposable, replaceable guy. Because, you know, he was Steve Rogers' best friend for many years and then mm-hmm. was his, you know, brother in arms during World War II and then eventually again. And Steve was the only person to see through the Winter Soldier when he was programmed by Hydra and yeah. get, get Bucky out of there. You know, put himself 
his title is Captain America and his life on the line to rescue him from being the Winter Soldier. So basically, Bucky doesn't appreciate what Sam did giving up the shield and what the government did making a new cap. Mm-hmm. So he tags along with Sam as he's going after these Flag Smashers people and they track him to this warehouse where it turns out that these people are heckin' strong. And they're lifting very large objects that they shouldn't be able to lift. And like, all right, well, they're stealing these vaccines that are meant for the, uh, that are meant for this one camp or whatever. So we got to, you know, take care of that, get this vaccines back. So they fly, uh, they go over to the truck and get into a fight with these flag smashers people who turns out they are super, they have super strength, which can only mean one thing that somebody has managed to replicate the super soldier serum and is like, you know, Distributing it or replicating it. Yeah, distributing it to some... The, the Flag Smashers. Yeah, the to, Flag Smashers. So them. that's a problem. Can't just have super soldiers running around beating the no. crap out of everyone. So uh, there's a fight on the trucks, and then... Uh, um, Captain America... 2.0 and Battlestar show up and try, try to, to help, help them out. but They every- all get beaten up because they're not quite prepared for this enemy. And so... Uh, so new Captain America, John Walker is like, hey, uh, why don't we team up? And then Sam and and Bucky are like, nah. You hey, boot, no. You're just a pretender. We don't want to associate with you. It's like, it's like I, I respect Cap, and I I want to be like him, and you guys are cool, and I want to. Can't we both be friends? Mm-hmm. This is Lamar. This is my friend Lamar. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this is my friend Lamar. <laughs> yeah. As we will see later. Yes. Yes. So uh, they sort of kind of sort of reluctantly not really work with them. I mean, they're chasing after a common enemy. So, so they, they, they don't work together, but they end up running into each other because they're chasing a common enemy. Yeah. So, so they start. Um, Bucky has a lead on where they can go talk to somebody about where the super soldier serum may have come from. It's like that lead is uh, Mr. Baron Zemo. No. no. First, they go see what, Elijah. Yes. Oh, Isaiah. No. Isaiah. 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 Different prophet. No. <laughs> <laughs> they talked to Isaiah first. Yeah, and but then is they. That, is that about the? He scene? wasn't. That was a. It wasn't really a lead. It was just something that they, you know, they talked to him. I mean, they thought he might know something, but he didn't. Oh, right. So Isaiah Bradley, as it turns out, during you know, after at, towards the end of World War Two, Cap. You know, Steve Rogers went into the ice right and he went missing. So the U.S. government during like the post-war and Korean wars was trying to uh, make, recreate the super soldier serum. And so, you know, given the, uh, you know, history of racism in the U.S., like they were using black black soldiers as guinea pigs for this program. And Isaiah mm-hmm. Bradley was the one who was successfully made into... A super soldier. Yeah, the one who didn't die because of the side effects and so, actually worked well as a soldier. Bucky, you know, working for the Russians or Hydra, you know, in Korea, met up with Sam Bradley and got beaten by him in a fight. Or no, Isaiah Brad- Bradley. Um, and so they're like, hey, maybe this guy knows where they might have found more super soldier serum. And he's like, get out of here. I don't want to see you. You know, he's just a reminder of that old life. Because after he had had this very successful career as Captain America, they basically locked him up in a lab and mm-hmm. experimented on him for 30 years, and he's only just gotten out. He's old now, and it's all and bitter about it. the government thinks he's dead because of how he broke out. Yeah, so. a nurse helped him fake his death. So You learn that a little later, but right. yeah. So that's Isaiah Bradley's whole deal. So but now... Dead end. 
on the super soldier serum there. So they go see their other contact who knows the stuff about Hydra because he was using the old files and stuff to track down Bucky for the whole plot in Civil War, which you can go watch that or whatever. Anyway, so Baron Zemo is in this prison from the events of that. And they bust him out, you know, so he can help them track down people who might know stuff about Super Soldier Serum, which takes them to this pirate colony place city called Madripoor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's go talk to the power broker because they probably, this mysterious person probably knows who, uh, where this stuff came from. I don't think they went to the power broker to find. But they're looking for the power broker. Right. Trying to get closer. I thought they were looking for just the person who. They were looking for somebody. Right. Who knew something. I don't think they were specifically going to the power broker. Zemo had like the contact who made this serum or knew how it was made. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to avoid contact with the power broker because that person is the uh, big crime boss. He's the client big... of the the super soldier serum producer. Yeah, and the one was it stated at this point that the um, the power broker gave the serum well, to they the stole, flag smashers. They stole the oh. super soldier serum from yeah. the okay, power yeah, broker, yeah. who's now trying to track them down, as well as the you know the U, you know the UN people. Sure. Uh. So they get, you know, they meet up with Sharon Carter, who has been hiding ever since the events Civil War. of Civil War, yeah, because she helped out Captain America, and then she became an enemy of the U.S. government for doing that. And she's like, "All right, well, uh, I think she gives them the lead, doesn't she?" Yeah, she and she. Oh, yeah, they, they all they, go to they, the they docks down and find the the, the scientist, scientist who had re- successfully recreated Doctor Erskine's super soldier serum, and there's a bunch of vials. Uh, but then Zemo shoots him. Yeah, because Zemo's whole shtick is that he's very anti-powerful people. Um, mm-hmm. He sees them as supremacists, you know, people who wish to lure their powers over normal people, and he's very much not cool with that. So he's like, all right, well, the super soldier serum can't be a thing. And he, he agrees to help Sam and Bucky in the first place because they want to, you know, take down these super strength uh flag smashers people so they have a common goal there anyway so he kills the scientist and smashes most of the vials or yeah most of them yeah because the the flag smashers still have some in reserve over there but like yep he they basically blow up the lab so yep and they managed to escape madripoor because now all the power brokers people are running chasing after them and whatnot uh, and so next they sort of accidentally again team up with uh, John Walker and uh, whatnot trying to track down <coughs> Carly Morgenthau, this young woman who is the leader of the Flag Smashers, you know, try to bring her in. Mm-hmm. So they, they find her at the funeral, this lady who had sort of cared for her and these other displaced people. And so Sam Wilson, he, when we meet him in uh, the uh, uh, the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, that movie, he is working at the VA as sort of helping veterans pro- process their trauma and whatnot. So he has experience of what like talking counseling with, and such. counseling and talking to troubled people. So he's like, okay, Mister Gung Ho John Walker, I need you to hang back a bit. Uh. And let me talk to her for a little bit, see if I can talk her down first. I hate the waiting. Yeah. So he goes in there, tries to talk to Carly. 
It's <coughs> really, really close to succeeding. It's really close to succeeding. John Walker, meanwhile, you know, he's trying to do his best, but he kind of feels the pressure of being Captain America, and it's got kind of feels like he has something to prove, so he makes rash decisions. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't give Sam enough time, and he barges in there with a the shield, and is like, all right, Carly Morgenthau, you're coming with me. She's like, oh, this is what this was. And he's mm-hmm. like, Sam's like, no, this isn't what this her was. trust, basically. This guy's just being dumb. Yeah, basically betrays her trust. Uh, her trust. So and... there's a big fight, and um, her and her goons fight the guys. Um, I think, think this is where she drops her... Oh, that she... she faces off with Zemo mm-hmm. in a, in like a room in this warehouse they're in. Yeah. Um and Pursuing in the struggle his own agenda. Right. She she drops all the spare um serums that she's been carrying around trying and, to create more soldiers for the movement. Mm-hmm. And Zemo's like, "Oh, I don't like these. I'm going to smash them." Mm-hmm. And he gets all of them asterisk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's one that he kind of missed that John Walker finds. It's like, "Oh, Oh, yep. that's it. That's a thing. So he kind of sneaks one into his pocket, like the one vial that hadn't been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think they, at this time, they just kind of chase her out and she gets away. Yep. And so, um, let's see. What Isn't this an- the part where... Another thing uh, that happens when we're in the Lamar city. gets... Uh, no, I think no, that no, happens not yet. Not yet. Is it, isn't so that... Doesn't that's, that meanwhile... See, because John Walker has the vial and he talks to right, a couple right, people right, right, about, right. What, would you take the serum? He's like, oh yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, totally hypothetically, would you take the serum if you had the chance? Also, while they're in town, um, Bucky meets up or is tracked down by some Wakandans and they're like, hey... You busted Zemo out of jail. Uh, he blew up King T'Challa mm-hmm. of in in Civil War, and we're kind of not over that. Um, uh, T'Chaka. No, T'Chaka is T- Black Panther. I thought T'Challa was Black Panther. T- Hold on. Um, dun, 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 dun. Audible, audible googling. Uh, no, T'Challa is is. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, and T'Chaka was his dad. Oh, anyway, so you you blew up the king in Civil War. So we 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 want we want him. He's like, okay, just just let me have him for a little while, while longer, and then you know, so we can track down Carly Morgenthau again, and then you guys can have at him. So like, okay, we're keeping our eye on you though. Um, so yeah, so over, yeah. over time with stress, John Walker's starting to become more and more kind of unhinged and restless and grumpy, and mm-hmm. so I think. The Wakandans get impatient after a while, though, after they manage to track down Carly again. After the time limit ends, they show up at their hotel room. It's like, hey, uh, give us Zemo. And then John Walker's like, hey, what's let's all this about? Talk about this. And then there's a bit of a fight during which um, Zemo takes that opportunity to just kind of bow out and sneak mm-hmm. out the, the, the hotel. Yeah. And so in the kerfuffle, and then, you know, the Wakandans, you know, exit. And, not too uh, pleased about the situation. Not too pleased about it. Walker is all miffed that you know he lost to these Wakandans in the fight, but he they weren't even super soldiers, mm-hmm. you know. So they discover. Or well, meanwhile, Carly Morgenthau is like, you know what? We hate symbols. Let's kill John Walker, Captain America, and you know send a message to the world. You know, after they've blown, you know, she's kind of on this violent bent now, trying to, you know make a big show of things um, and try to send a message to the 
UN or whatever. So uh, they get into a fight with John Walker and Falcon and Bucky and Battlestar. Lamar. Battlestar, yeah. Battlestar Lamar. Uh, in the fight, Lamar gets killed by Carly. And mm-hmm. John Walker is, she gets away. But John, you know, since this was kind of his best friend, he gets, he sort of snaps. Mm-hmm. So during the, as they're chasing the rest of the flag smashes out of the building, John Walker takes the serum. Well, it's, I don't. I thought, I thought he took I it during the had, chase. I don't think he took no, it. No, it was right before they went. Yeah, in. before all this happened, it's become evident, like, oh, wait, he's kind of kicking these people's butts now. I think he took the serum. Oh, wait, he broke the wall when he ran into it. Yeah, that's not yeah. what normal people do. No. So he is kind of, you know, beating up these flag smashers and See, in now, a fit now, of rage kills one of them with the shield in front of a bunch of and people. And it wasn't even like a hot blooded thing. Like he just repeatedly rammed. This guy the was shield. down and he was begging for mercy. He was not in a position he could have like done it more cleanly, I guess. Yeah. But. So well the guy was down and begging for mercy and John Walker just straight up just hammers him with the shield and kills him in front of all these people recording him. So yeah, that not not a good look for Captain America. No. In the aftermath of this, he, Bucky yeah. and Sam are like, Hey man, you're not right in the head. We gotta get you back to headquarters. Give me the shield. Give us the shield. And he's like, No, this is mine. I'm Captain America. And so they get into a fight over the shield. Look at me. I am the captain. Now. Yeah, <laughs> they fight over. They they fight with him, and it's kind of brutal. And they finally disable him and get the shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he gets fired by the government from being John captain Walker, America. Yeah. You know, because he made a very public international incident mm-hmm. of killing um, this guy. But he's actually kind of not fired because there's some like other government lady who shows up. And is like, hey, here's my card. We'll call you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's put a pin in it for the next movie or whatever. Yeah. I mean, so John Walker shows up a little bit later. So now series. Sam and Bucky have the shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they kind of take a little time out. Um, they go back to Sam's place and like fix up the boat and all this this stuff to try to help his sister and yeah, so on and so forth. And at this point, Sam is like, okay, it's time for me to take up the mantle of the shield. Well. First, he talks to um, Isaiah Bradley again. He's like, I just want to understand why you are so resentful of the title of Captain America and the S.H.I.E.L.D. And he tells his you know, full story about how he was treated unjustly by the U.S. government. And he's like, you know, it's, asin- it's, you know, it's asinine for a black man to wear, to, you know, to carry the S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Sam sort of takes this and ponders with it, you know. And, and then talks with Bucky about cap and Mm -hmm. talks with his sister about stuff and Mm -hmm. just like takes a lot of time to just sit and ponder it's like what does captain america mean what does america mean what do i mean Mm -hmm. and then just kind of through that he's like he decides to take up the shield he's like you know what um america and this is a flawed symbol america's made mistakes but that doesn't mean i can't fight for it because i I choose to and then he gets uh, Wakandan red, white, and blue armor, mm-hmm. and that's cool. And so they turn, and so they he trains up and becomes the new Captain America. Meanwhile, Carly is up to her old tricks again, and as this time she's going to the 
place, I think, in New York or D.C. or something. Yeah, they're, they're in New York. There's this big summit of the Global Repatriation Act that they're like going to try and vote on this Some sort big of bill measure thing to about get people back in their countries, whether it hurts them or not. Yeah, and so Carly and her people basically take all these people hostages and lock down the building. So Sam and Bucky fly over to this place and try to start with Sharon Carter and try to start rescuing the hostages and they get into this whole fight with the flag smashers and meanwhile John Walker you know he makes his own version of Captain America's shield and puts uh, Battlestar's little metal in on the inside Mm -hmm. it's his new it's like not vibranium it's just metal yeah but just regular shield but he's you know he's still fixated on this idea that I am Captain America you know I've got the super soldier serum that should make me Captain America anyway so he's there too, trying to mm-hmm. redeem himself after a fashion. Actually, he's not there to redeem himself. He's well, no. there for revenge. Well, re- yeah, revenge against Carl. He doesn't yeah. really redeem himself until a little bit later. So, uh, um, there's, there's Falcon or er, er, Sam and Bucky manage manage to rescue these GRC or er, the you know these these UN people and. Uh, He's again trying corners Carly and his, you know, they've basically been defeated at this point. You know, she's multiple times tried to, like, kill hostages and stuff and is kind of totally morally compromised. And she's also, in this fight, shooting to kill Sam. Yeah. But Sam's, like, only moving defensively. He's like, to... I don't want to fight you. He's still trying to talk her down. He And he, he, he she knocks him down a couple of times and he has a I could do this all day moment where he gets up with the shield and say, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> Yep. And so, and Sharon Carter's in the fight too. And so, she isn't in the fight. She just shows up. She and shows shoots up, her. shoots um, Carly when Carly, she's about to kill Sam. With and the, she dies after two gunshots. Mm hmm. Because of no apparent reason. Yeah. Because Super Soldier. <laughs> because we sense. needed her dead, and we only have about 20 minutes left to do it. Yeah. So that happens. <laughs> That's kind of very anticlimactic. John sort of has a bit of a. He has a moment of uh, kind of clarity, kind of redemption during the big fight. He res- There's like a van full of um, <coughs> hostages, hostages that's like driving off a cliff. And he has like is presented with the option of either tackling and trying to kill Carly and going after her or saving the people. And he does the bigger Captain America thing mm-hmm. and saves the people. Because he's a soldier at heart after all. So that was that was a good moment for him. Mm-hmm. We can bring that up later in goodness. Yeah. But. That, um, that was nice. So the fight's over, and then Sam Wilson goes and gives a monologue as the new Captain America to these GRC people, GRC UN people, like, do better for five minutes. And it's like, okay. That was probably more ham-fisted than the rest of the show was. Yeah. Been the rest there. of the show had, like, compelling setup, and that was just like, we needed to get this in, so here it is. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now Sam and Bucky are much better friends. They Bucky is pretty much come to terms with all the guys on his list that he mm-hmm. wronged, um, and is like really, really fessing up about it. Mm-hmm. He's uh, supportive of Sam as the new Captain America. He's like, I all I can do is support Captain America. So now you're the Captain America, and I support you. And then um, John Walker is no longer Captain America, but he's U.S. agent, and he's got a black suit. It's the it's same. The same. But, but black. black. <laughs> so we have a black Captain America and, and a, black a black Captain, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, 
plot twist, but kind of not. But Sharon, Sharon Carter, Carter is the, is power, the power, broker. power broker. Yeah, and she's been reaccepted by the U.S. government because of Sans intervention, and. But she's like, all right, yeah, now I we never have access to the U.S. Coming. government. It's not yeah. as though she was the only other character in the person we met in Madripoor. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the Falcon and the Witcher Soldier synopsis right there. That's that's the synopsis. Yes. Uh, what do we like about... Should um, we start with things we didn't like or start with things we liked? Do we want to end on a positive note? Yeah. Okay. okay. What didn't we like about Falcon and the Witcher Soldier? The primary thing that I didn't like was kind of the uh the very last episode where they're just like global reproduction bad bye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's like yeah this is a really complex issue mm-hmm. and you gotta treat it like it is i mean the way the that end game ended sets up these really really interesting questions about how the heck life goes on after people have been unblipped and they have an opportunity to provide some really interesting responses but they're just like trying so hard to make carly this sympathetic sympathizable with character but then she kills a building full of and agents yeah, or blows just, yeah. up a building full of agents she does things that really cross a line yeah and they still try to make her relatable mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, I think they were going for making her a tragic character, but it ended up being like, you know, trying to make her more sympathetic. It's like, but she's a terrorist, though. <laughs> Don't call them terrorists. But that's and a but that's, that's a literal definition of terrorist, you know, using violence to achieve a political but, but, end. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, so that was not the read. I not handled the best. I, I think they needed to decide what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And if... You know, they being the writers, they being the writers, everything else that the MCU has ever done has been, they know the point they want to make before they start doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that tends to make me believe that this was all very intentional. Yeah. And then, and like all the episodes up until this point have been interesting and nuanced and taken. I mean, there's like, you know, Sam's conversation with Carly in the earlier episode Mm -hmm. where she's starting to come to terms a little bit with the fact that what she's doing is wrong. And Sam has made that perfectly clear where he stands. It's like, I agree with your fight, but I can't agree with the way you're doing it. And that's like, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. You know? But then they kind of abandon that notion as the show goes on. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too, is like, it's the racial commentary presence in the show is like, you know, it may have been planned from the start, but you know, events of well, the last it's naturally year. Part if you've got Falcon being Captain America, and once again, that's an element that was very intentional and forethought, in my opinion. Yeah, and they did it really well up until the last monologue. Mm-hmm. Is like they tried to jam so much stuff into that that it none of it made any sense and was not impactful. Mm-hmm. They're like, we just got done with a you know a cataclysmic fight with these terrorists and now we're gonna lecture you about racism i mean the whole isaiah bradley arc landed really well i think i I really yeah honestly um between this it was very much as nuanced as black panther was i like black panther for like not being in your face and ham-fisted about it but it doesn't dance doesn't shy away from it yeah it's part of the narrative because at the end of one of the things that 
uh, Sam does at the end is he gets Isaiah Bradley memorialized in the Captain America Museum. Right. So he's he now a strings. part of that American. His mm-hmm. his part in America, Captain America history hasn't been erased or overlooked. Because he's been trying to prove to Isaiah that, you know, America still has issues, but it's different than it was then. You know, like it's possible for his story to be told now. You know, mm-hmm. trying to bring good out of it, you know, because he's still like he's not blind to the to the problems in the United States, but he's at the same time he's trying to draw good out of it. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess anything else that we didn't like in that uh, before we get into the things we do like, which we're sort of doing a little bit. That's that's it. I think, for, I think the things, things we didn't like were major issues with. Yeah. yeah, I think the things we didn't like transitioned naturally into the conversation we were just having about some things we did like. Mm-hmm. Um, Wyatt Russell did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. He's the actor for, um, for John Walker. Yeah, he had a phenomenal performance. That yeah. was a really good character. The interesting thing about John Walker as a character as Captain America is, if you mm-hmm. remember watching the first Captain America movie when Steve Rogers was in the training program to for the candidates to become Captain America. Mm-hmm. There was the the Tommy Lee Jones general guy had this one soldier he had singled out as being the best candidate. He was the perfect soldier. He's strong, scored really high, strong, he follows fast, orders. follows orders. And that's exactly what John Walker was. John Walker was the government's idea of what Captain America was and should be. Not what Dr. Erskine saw in Steve and not what Steve saw in Sam. Because the whole thing about the super soldier serum is that it amplifies everything about you, including your personality. So if you have a flawed personality, it's going to amplify that. And the same thing with Steve Rogers' case, he had a very selfless, um, you know, humble personality, and that was why he made a good Captain America, a good super soldier, because he was a good man. And the other thing is, it's like, you have someone who has known strength and power their whole life mm-hmm. and give them more strength and power and they're going to abuse it like they've been abusing power their whole life. Mm-hmm. You take someone who does not, who's only known weakness and respects power in a different way uh, and give them power, they're going to, with the yeah. attitude of Captain America, I should say, they, they're going to treat it responsibly. Yeah. It's this great power, great responsibility. The show sort of definitely contrasts um, John Walker with Steve even though it doesn't show Steve at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I read an article that, like, even compared the details of John Walker's uniform to, like, the... There are things that are just ever so slightly off about it mm-hmm. compared well, to, like, the, the original Steve Rogers yeah, uniform. Off is the way to describe... You well, know, the horizontal stripes are part of the U.S. agent uh, car- design the, from the comics. Yeah, you know, the A on his helmet is also a star for some reason. And, right. And, you know, like these... But, little... but, like, where Captain America had the vertical stripes, he has the horizontal stripes mm-hmm. and the stars in the corner and not... So it's, like, it's visually a different kind of Captain right. America. But I think, yeah, Wyatt Russell, like Riley was saying, did a really good job of portraying John Walker, who's just like, okay, do I like him? Do I not like him? What's and his deal? Because he's just a complex dude. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of things that you're like, okay, yeah, he's just trying to fight for his country here. And then he does some really significant like, okay, mistakes. He's, he's, he, yeah. And then he he works to, to do the right thing again. So mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. like this super relatable guy because he's not perfect. Yeah. And he makes some really bad mistakes that are really consequential. And he has mm-hmm. to live with them. And mm-hmm. he does. It sort of epitomizes like, you know, the attitude of like a lot of veterans. Because like, he had been received like the Medal of Honor and stuff. He's like, 
before Lamar dies, they're sort of talking to each other. It's like, you know, He's we got were this survivor's guilt about. Yeah. It's like, you know, we were awarded for the worst day of our lives, you know, where we lost our buddies and all this stuff happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, or, and like Sam and, Buc- and uh, Bucky at the beginning are like, I don't know. Did you jump on a grenade? And he's like, actually I did. So, you know, cause that captain is that whole thing. So like, yeah, he's a very complex character. And, they, <laughs> and apparently it got a very, you know, negative reaction online. And then People Wyatt are, Russell, like, sending him death threats and stuff. I'm like, okay. do you realize he's acting? He's, he's acting. This man's an actor. <laughs> but then Wyatt Russell huh. just took it in his stride. And he's like, it means my performance worked <laughs> because that's the way you're supposed to feel about this guy. Right. It would have been super easy to just uh, take the U.S. agent character and say, New Captain America bad, white Captain America bad, you mm-hmm. know. But it's it, it's more complex than that. It's about how veterans are treated and how, about how the attitude of a soldier is different from the attitude of a hero mm-hmm. in this context. Yeah, it's so they m- managed to create take a B list like Captain America universe superhero from like the eighties and nineties and turn him into one of the most interesting parts of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we we already kind of addressed Carly, I suppose. Like, um, yeah, Carly also the, a complex character. Just that just, refused to repent from her mistakes, mm-hmm. which is tragic. Yeah, and she even doubled down on her mistakes in the later episodes. Like, like for as I guess inadequately as she was written, like the performance was still pretty good. I don't know, like if she herself was written poorly. I think it's the attitudes of people toward her, given what she's done. Mm-hmm. Like, the character in a vacuum makes sense. Like, she acts consistently. Mm-hmm. She's got this deeply-seated belief that, you know, violence is the only language these people speak. It's the only thing that's mm-hmm. going to get them to respect us and to change their minds about anything. So we have to do that. And she consistently sticks with that. So, you know, her, but in isolation, is fine. It's just the way that people view her is like, no, right. At th- at a certain point, she becomes a lost cause, and I think some characters are not written to recognize that mm-hmm. when they should be. Yeah, that's my point with her. So her character by itself uh, is fine. Yep. I like the writing on that. And the interesting thing about her whole um, uh, violence is the only language they speak. That may be true for for John Walker or the Winter Soldier, but not for not for. Uh, Falcon, not for Sam. Sam, for the entirety of the thing of of their the show, is trying to talk her down and win this nonviolently. Mm-hmm. And Sam, his whole deal, he's he's always the optimist, right? You know, like mm-hmm. trying to. He's like, you know, the good there's n- there's nothing he can't try to bring good out of, you know. And so, the sort of challenge he faces in the show is like, okay, well, can he get this loan for his sister for their family business? Can he is talk the boat Carly salvageable? Down? Yeah. It, is the boat salvageable? Yeah. Is there good that can be drawn from this system, from this yeah. environment, from the sh- symbol of Captain America? Mm-hmm. And he believes there is. Yep. Yeah. He, while first, you know, m- you know, parsing through all these things and acknowledging their realities, he still comes to the conclusion like, yes, I believe we can drag it out of it. And I can be Captain America while considering all these things. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, another thing I think that they might be trying to do with the whole flag smasher thing is kind of an analog 
for the civil rights leaders in the 50s and 60s because mm-hmm. you had Malcolm X who was kind of adopts Carly's position violence is the only language these people speak we have to violently revolt for equality mm-hmm. it'll not it won't happen any other way contrasted with Martin Luther King Jr mm-hmm. who's all about the nonviolence mm-hmm. yep and so you have these two people with the same goal that are going about it in very different ways mm-hmm. and so you kind of see that paralleled in the attitudes of Sam and Carly respectively mm-hmm. Carly and Sam respectively I guess in the order yeah. that I said it also um so that could be something they're going for yeah. it makes sense now that you say it like that yeah also the flag smashers as a group was never a thing in the comics yeah it was a, a singular flag character. smasher was a singular guy yeah uh, that they you know adapted into carly mokrenthal and her movement which was mm-hmm. it, which is interesting it's yeah cool. and oh, makes and then, a lot of sense given the state of the world that they right. were in they they adapted the characters and scenarios for the mcu and i think that's consistently impressive to me how they continue to like take these classic characters and ideas and stories and piece them into the mcu really neatly i think another thing i liked about it was the the contrast you know if you're familiar with like the whole captain america saga in the in the mcu the the contrast that they draw between john walker and steve rogers mm-hmm. you know visually you know shorthand is you know because there's that moment where he's got the shield raised above his head going to strike this guy who's Which down. Which is just like in Civil War when Captain America is fighting Iron Man and he has mm-hmm. uh, Tony in the exact same position. Mm-hmm. Where does Cap go? He goes for the arc reactor to disable him. Where Instead does Walker go? Him. He goes for the neck. Mm-hmm. Kills him. And then other things too, like, you know, Cap- er, you know uh, John Walker is very assertive, like, I am Captain America, you know, trying to earn and keep the title for himself to prove himself steve rogers is usually portrayed as like sort of sheepishly accepting the mantle or or, you know like he acknowledges it but it's like you know he never really asserts himself as captain america right because he He just kind of sees himself as like you know (laughs) like in the first movie is like so those are your choices a lab rat or a dancing monkey you know like he's like and then when he rescues those guys from the prison camp, he's just like, I'm Captain America. I punched Hitler 200 times, you know? He, he To him, he's a guy from Brooklyn. Yeah. He even says as much to Spider-Man in Civil War. Mm-hmm. But th- that is the difference between... Jo- John Walker is like actively trying to be Captain America and prove to be himself worthy, not mm-hmm. just to everyone else, but more to himself than anything. Yeah. Uh, but Steve just kind of is... Captain America. And he sets aside the mantle, too, when he sees it's, like, no longer compatible with his morals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, takes it back on again for the final fight, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess that's one of the main things Those I like. just some of the cool stuff. Yeah. Storytelling-wise. Yep. Um, well, I guess with that, we can go into uh, transcendental analysis. Truth. What are some truths that we can find in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Don't be mean. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be selfish. Don't be racist. I have (laughs) a building. (laughs) In all seriousness. (laughs) The the way they treat um, race issues in the show is overall pretty good. You know, Mm -hmm. they're like... The, the whole story with Isaiah Bradley and Sam's kind of current experience, current experience in the world 
juxtaposing the way things were in the 40s and just the attitudes that a lot of African-American people have. Mm-hmm. And they, they encapsulate those nicely. And, you know, they, are, they aren't super assertive about one particular way to solve things. They're acknowledging injustice and kind of posing against it recognition like that's the important thing that they want mm-hmm. to establish and rejection just, like, just get people to acknowledge that there are problems that's step one mm-hmm. and that's what they're going for mm-hmm. and then the question the show wrestles with is do we do this through violence and force or do we do this through peaceful persuasion and you know upholding righteousness which is ultimately the path that sam chooses right and is ultimately the right one yeah um through dialogue because that's Sam's first weapon throughout the series really. But also he he shows it through his actions, mm-hmm. through what he does. Yep. <clears throat> like well, I don't think there's there are very many times where in like a one-on-one fight Sam actively tries to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Even when like there's that final chase with the helicopter, he more tries to find a way to drop extract the, the bad river. guy and drop him in the river rather than you know, just straight up killing sh- him. You know, shoot him like Sharon Carter. Or Even though I'm pretty sure if he like flew through a helicopter cockpit and tackled the guy, he'd probably kill him. But eh, anyway, it's kind it's of it's a, a superhero movie. movie. Like physics aren't the you know what biggest. what are those? Yeah, <laughs> that thing doesn't obey the laws of physics at all. <laughs> um, what's uh, another thing from the show? Uh, oh, I had a thought. It was there. Um, which character was it about? I think it was for sam or or no about the super soldiers here you know like i guess personalities in general um and you know who you are and your essence and whatnot it's not as if some sort of super soldier serum can make can change you and make you into a different person just because you have access to more power doesn't make you better right in fact it generally amplifies your existing traits Mm -hmm. and that can it's not just with like you know physical strength is like a super soldier right but if like access to power if you are sort of a selfish person on the inside that's going to be amplified when you have more power Mm -hmm. or if you're a selfish person and you have power that also will be amplified for better or worse so like that whole concept i find fascinating but yeah it's not as if some external access to power makes you different because you still have to be a virtuous person to exercise exercise power when um uh, John was talking to Lamar about what if if you had access to the soldier serum, would you take it? And Lamar's like, I don't think it would change me. It would just make me more. It just, power just makes you more of who you are, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And that that is kind of the case because John Walker was kind of brash and just was a soldier that followed orders, and mm-hmm. well, that's kind of what he is more so now. Yeah. But I also thought it was interesting when um, Zemo was talking to Falcon about. Uh, would you take the serum if it was offered? And Sam was like, nope. Like, immediately without thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, because No hesitation. No hesitation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's like... He doesn't value power like that. Mm-hmm. He, he is more of the nonviolent type. Heck, he only reluctantly accepts the mantle. Well, not reluctantly. Like, at first reluctantly, and then eventually comes around to taking up the... Mantle of Captain America because he's sort of, he's very humble mm. and isn't one to like grab for power. 
and they they sort of acknowledge you know even Zemo is like you know well the power didn't corrupt Steve Rogers and he's like touche but that was because he was an exceptional person not everyone's a Steve Rogers yep uh another thing that I think is kind of touched on more so early in the series is kind of some mental health issues Mm -hmm. and like the way that Sam and Bucky are both dealing with their own respective issues. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, Bucky's are much more pronounced and like traumatic mm-hmm. because he, you know, murdered people and stuff against his own, will. against his own will, but he still but he has was to there live in the backseat driving. He has the memories of his body doing that. He sees that stuff through his own eyes mm-hmm. and that, that sort of thing would obviously be deeply traumatic. Yeah. And, at the beginning, he's totally unwilling to admit that he is still suffering from that. Mm-hmm. And his therapist, who's kind of a no-nonsense lady, mm-hmm. is calling him out on it. He's like, you know, you got to be honest with yourself, man. Otherwise, you'll never be healed. Mm-hmm. You got to bring it out to the light. And so I think it had a really interesting treatment of it, where it's not just like, you know sunshine and rainbows mental health care but it's like kind of this gritty reality that life sucks and so you have to admit when things have gone wrong and really be open and honest about it in order to be healed and move forward mm-hmm. and i think by the towards the end of the series like that's kind of where bucky finds himself and he he kind of has to relinquish some things he's you know, built up over the years, like his friendship with this one older guy whose son he killed. Because Easily. his son was just in the wrong place at the wrong time when the Winter Soldier was there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, goodness. What are, What is good in the Winter Soldier, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Sam Wilson's pretty good. Sam Wilson's he's, he's pretty good. solid dude. And, like, it's consistent for his character through the MCU to this point. Yeah. You know, he joins up with Captain America, wants to help him out, out of the you know goodness of his heart. You know, putting himself on the line, and also because he recognizes the goodness in um, Steve. Yep, mm-hmm. and he, Steve he sees a role model and someone who's really, genuinely fighting for good. Mm-hmm. And because of all these qualities in Sam, he Steve sees him as worthy of taking up the shield after him. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Over the course of the show, you've got um, Sam and Bucky, who really kind of come closer as friends over the course of the film. Mm-hmm. That's the series, I should say. Yeah, uh, because they sort of bickered in the past, you know, when they were both Steve's sidekicks after a fashion. <laughs> um, they had sort of this... But then, like, through... Ther- you know, they had a therapy session <laughs> together, <laughs> and they had to air out their grievances and were, were you know... Bucky is like, you know, I'm kind of mad at you for giving up the shield. Because if you don't think Captain America was right about you, then I don't think he must, he must not have been right about me. Mm -hmm. So if, and that, that was one of the more telling moments was like, Oh, that his Bucky's like self image is very much tied to the way Steve saw him. And I think towards the end of the series, he manages to kind of let go of that and form his own identity. He manages to let go of most of his past at that point. Mm-hmm. Start forging his way forward. It's like, I'm not the same Bucky Barnes that fought in World War II. I'm not the Winter Soldier anymore. I have to make something of myself. Mm. No. So. 
Then you got also got uh, Sam spending time with his sister and his nephews mm-hmm. and really being a protector for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because one of the things that Carly does is threaten her and her and, the, and uh, her boys. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, that that's scummy. Don't do that. That's mm-hmm. just making you look really bad now. Yeah. So that's another thing too, where it's like, yeah, she's not really all that sympathetic, guys. She's threatening innocent people and killing innocent people. Um, anyway, uh, beauty, Baron Zemo dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I that was something I was just sort of noticed in the moment, like, yeah, that's kind of funny. And then they were released an hour loop of that, like the official Marvel <laughs> YouTube channel released an hour loop of that. <laughs> And it uh, was kind of a thing, but uh, but no, well shot. Music is good, acting's good, editing's oh, yeah. good. It's just standard MCU stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's all very high production, quality. on par with um, basically anything Winter that's Soldier, come Civil out on War. Disney Plus at this point. Yeah, it it sort of keeps like the aesthetic of like the Captain America films since the Winter Soldier, right? In terms of its use of color and its lighting and stuff, it feels very much which like is Winter nice Soldier. to kind of have that continuity. I think. Yeah. It's very much Captain America four, mm-hmm. but like, but cap, close, cap but a five hour cap. film split up epilogue. into six chunks. It's, it's the right. ep, it's sort of an epilogue to the Cap saga from the main it's, movies. It's basically rebooting Captain America to be Sam Wilson. Yeah, I believe the writers from the show are currently working on a uh, Captain a new movie for Captain America. So I guess we'll stay tuned for that. Um uh unity what brings us all together the shield yeah i mean the shield is like the central symbol it floats around between Mm. people it's a symbol of captain america it's got a great big star and stripes on it it is kind of the central thing that uh, ties all the ideas together Everybody mm-hmm. has their own perception of what the shield is. Mm-hmm. To some, the shield's the we- a weapon to cut people's heads off. For others, it's a defensive tool to defend the country and those they love. Mm-hmm. It's like I, th- I feel like that's one of the central symbols of the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, on that note... Uh, please don't shield yourself from this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to the Palladium Papers. <laughs> uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Papists. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or complaints, or suggestions for future episodes, email us at palladiumpapists at gmail.com. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We will uh, talk to you guys uh, next week. Adios. Bye.